y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know me. <laughs> so I got on my petty shades by Petty Cat. Um, yeah, so today I wanted to talk about a couple of things and I got my little notes so I have my talking points so I can remember because I will go off on a tangent real quick. Um, also this is my, this is my safe place to be able to be like petty and just talk and complain about my day-to-day -day life as well. Like the things that I have going on in the background. It's not really just complaining, complaining, but it's everyone needs to vent. Everyone needs a space where they can talk about the things that bother them. Otherwise, it's just going to build up and then it's 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 going to explode. You're going to explode eventually. So today we're going to be talking about life, entrepreneurship, choosing your circle, your partner, and we're going to be talking about protecting your creative vision from vultures. Okay. Mm-hmm. My husband looking at me like, I know you ain't. I am. I'm just playing. No, I ain't. Because who got time for that? But anyways. So, there's been a lot going on. Okay, so we have this fashion show. We're participating in the exclusive fashion and beauty expo here in Columbus, Ohio at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. It's on April 16th and it starts at six o'clock. The fashion show portion starts at six o'clock. But there's also a, a hair competition, a barber competition. Moo is gonna be there, vendors. It's gonna be like a big, very, very fun event. And so if you haven't bought tickets, go ahead over to the Exclusive Fashion and Beauty Expo website and you can purchase tickets there. They're cheaper right now than later on. And yeah, we're going to be there and we got a lot of stuff in store for you that'll be exclusive only to the people that come by our booth, which will be amazing. If you do that, trust and believe I got you. I'm going to make sure I have a lot of offers. I, I have a lot of offers for y'all not even just clothing it we in there with you <laughs> marketing we're there with you business we're there with you art we're there with you so definitely make sure you go ahead and purchase a ticket and do not forget to stop by the petty cat booth because we got a lot of stuff for you even some investment items Ooh, okay so we have that going on and there's been a lot of ups and downs with it you know on the behind the scenes tip just because um for myself anyway just because in my internal staff and things like that um it's really hard pulling something like this off we're not just doing something that people have done already we're coming with new styles we're coming with art we're coming with information technology offerings um, we're merging art and tech together like we're going out and being innovators and the thing about it is it's normal for black women to become innovators it's normal for black women to be the innovators and be on the forefront of change and progress but we are not normally viewed in that way why because of media and the thing about it is you know as a black female growing up, the media and how we are portrayed, a lot of times that messes with your self-esteem and it messes with the way you view yourself and just what you think your value is. So for me, when I started Petty Cat, I wanted to, I wanted to focus on our value and I wanted to definitely do something different because it's a statement. I wanted to show the world that, hey, I'm a black female, I'm a young black female, and this is what I'm doing. I'm not gonna allow anyone to take away the fact that we are innovative, smart, sassy, fashionable influencers, and that's it, and that's all, okay? What's up? My girl Shay is up in the building, she's entered the chat. 
y'all when i tell you she eats she eats honey she eats all the fashions <laughs> but seriously though you know being a black female it can be hard but what i want to express to y'all is to keep pushing because when you are trying to do something great there a lot of times people are going to and let me take my shades off for this so because i'm not being petty right now so i'm just talking so let me take these off real quick so people are going to going to going to going to try and hinder your path they're going to do that that's their job sometimes that's just their main purpose of being here on this earth is to hinder paths of others who are trying to reach a certain pedestal but if you think about it anything that's worth having you are going to go through the ringer for it you're going to go through hell and high water and some fire and everything else it's going to be a lot of sleepless nights a lot of tears maybe blood whatever you're going to go through a lot to get to that place and for me i realized that at an early age but growing and learning and experiencing and just moving through life you forget some of those things you you it'll it'll go to the back of your head your mind and then when stuff starts hitting you left field here 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 you have forgotten that core principle that you know that you're built for this you know that you have to go through this to get to where you're going to because if it's easy it's going to either fall away fast or it's not going to be worth having at all so those are the things that i'm trying to remember at this point now on the other coin of things you know outside of the entrepreneurial space you don't know, have like a lot of things as far as my career going on as well because now i'm starting a new career but i'm ending an old career i'm retiring yes i said retiring i'll be 26 tomorrow and i am retiring boo boo okay <laughs> so talk to me nice <laughs> no i'm just kidding um i'm in the progress the process of retiring as well from my old career and that was brought on of course by medical issues and things like that because that's the only way you're gonna retire at 26 in america it's just unless you become this like super rich of course but you know that process is very stressful and it has taken a toll on me this is not a process that's that you know just started i've been going through this for what four years babe Four years. about four years i've been going through this and anybody who knows anybody that's been through a medical board process for the military you know what i'm talking about it was a struggle just to get to the point where the army would pay for my medical visits so for what two three years babe for about two years um i was just sat in pain no medical treatment no no uh mental health um support no therapist no anything for none of the stuff i went through for any of the injuries i had just sat there and had to figure out a way to deal with it on my own during that time i definitely had a lot of things that started to weigh on me and started to break me down and that became more evident in that third year okay stay with me now <laughs> so at this moment where i am getting ready to retire and all of that stuff i'm also on a healing journey that started over a year ago um where I'm trying to address all of those things. But you know what happens when you're getting ready to see the other side of a situation? You know what happens. Y'all excuse me if I'm if I start preaching because I come from that, okay? <laughs> when you get ready to see the other side of a situation, the devil, yes, I said it. The devil will send in his best soldiers to come and attack you. 
to come and see how about it you is. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm real about it. Okay? This runs deep. It's not on me. It's in me. It runs deep. So no matter what situation happens, no matter how far I let it go or no matter how long I let it go, just know that I'll always return to my roots and I know that I have that power and that favor from the most high that allows me to overcome attacks from enemies, demons, whatever you want to call it. I'm a little sick as well, so... Y'all bear with me. But that happened. And then, of course, you know, when you are in this space where you're trying to get a business going. Don't think it's just as easy as, oh, I'm going to get the LLC. I'm going to get I'm going to buy some products. I'm going to price it. I'm going to set up a website and then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to start selling. Oh, I know it ain't going to hit right off or whatever. I know it ain't going to hit right off, but I got to wait and I'm going to keep I'm going to stay you know, I'm just going to keep on doing it for a couple of years and eventually somebody's going to catch on. That's not, it's not even as easy as that. That sounds hard, but that's, it's not even as easy as that. Being a young woman who's also married as well. I've been married, what, we're going on three years? Year number three, we're, we're in year number three right now. And doing that, and we're both trying to make sure our careers are established properly. We're trying to make sure we're doing what we need to do for our families to make sure that, you know, we can do what we set out to do in the beginning, which was to support and break that that generational curse of poverty, things like that. Um, also, you know, just being we're both in school, we're still furthering. We're still getting educated. We're still looking for mentors, things like that. So on that tip. We are busy. But we still have this marriage that we have to take care of as well. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, marriage is hard when you are, you know, in business and things like that. Or you have a successful career because sometimes you lose sight of just what you're supposed to be doing in your marriage. And for us, you know, we have we have very, very minimal issues with us. Our main issue in our marriage is, hey, um, it's been like a month <laughs> and we haven't really just spent no time with each other. We haven't really had no quality time or anything like that. Either we're at the doctor or we're working on a business. Like we talking to each other. We interacting. That's because we, we in business together. Good thing we went in business together so that we can still have a little bit of time <laughs> together, you know. But we talk. We see each other every day. You know, my husband leaned in to me last night. And he was like, how, how is it that I'm around you all day and I, I feel I miss you, you know. So it's those things that make it a little bit hard. And for me, you know, me going on my healing journey has helped me gain a little bit more clarity about where I need to go and one thing about me if I know where I need to go I'm gonna start going and I'm gonna keep going until I get there and that has helped me to see okay this is what I need this is what I need to be doing and this is how I fight back against this you know I, I have PTSD I have anxiety I have depression um those things weigh heavy on me that those are not things where um those are not things where it's the easiest thing to deal with you know there are days there are months where i don't want to leave outside of my home because of the hyper vigilance from ptsd or there are nights where i get no sleep because i am Hear, I hear a little noise or I see a light flash by or whatever and I get no sleep, right? Um, there are times where I don't want to get out of bed. There are times where, you know, I feel like I'm so tired of, I'm just so tired of being in pain, you know? 
for a long time, I was in pain 24-7 for years. I'm still in pain 24-7, but now I have medications and things like that that can kind of help alleviate some of it. At first, I didn't have any of that. Again, like I said, I was waiting for paperwork and military processes, things like that to happen. Um, But yeah, sometimes I do get tired and I'm just like, oh, I don't. And yeah, I did say I did not want to live with this. I sure did. Anybody in their right mind, anybody who's ever been through something, you know exactly what I'm feeling and what I'm talking about. If you're in pain 24-7, excruciating pain, feels like somebody stabbed you in your back, your knees, your legs, all the way down, from your back down. You can't walk. You used to be an athlete. You can't run. You can't work out. You can't do anything. Any All of the things that used to help you were an outlet for you, they're gone because you can't even do it anymore. And then on top of that, they replaced with pain. That will put a lot on you. But am I in that place now? No, I'm not in that place now. Do I go back and forth? Sometimes, yes. I've ne Have I ever tried anything? No, I have not. And the thing about it is, you know, and that takes me to my next point that we have to talk about, and that's choosing your circle, okay? Choosing your circle. And you have to choose that carefully, especially when you have divine purpose. When you have divine purpose, you have to be careful. And it's not just for you and your sanity and your progress and your you know, safety, it's also for the purpose. Because at the end of the day, when your purpose is divine, you have a responsibility not only to yourself to fulfill that purpose and to your family to fulfill that purpose, you have a responsibility to the rest of the world. Because if you're not doing it, then we have a big chunk that's missing that was supposed to happen. So you have to remember that and you have to be careful. Do not ever let anyone come in and pervert the vision that God gave you or pervert what your purpose is supposed to be. Be careful of how you allow people into your space because they will use the things that you are venting to them. They will mask themselves. They will do that. <laughs> And I think we all know that by now. They will mask themselves as somebody that's here to help you through. Somebody that's here to help support you. Things like that. And then what would they do? They will use it to try to tear you on down. They will use it as, oh, you're already vulnerable. Let me go ahead and finish the job. And a lot of times it's not even that person. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know what, what sent them this way. For, they don't they don't understand that there are there are bigger things at play and a lot of times we don't understand it as well that's why i don't waste my time being angry at a person because i know that it's what, what nikki said she said um it was big big machines and uh corporate giants that went against me hmm there there's uh <laughs> powerful entities that have been trying to get at me for a long time on a spiritual level because it's spiritual this is spiritual warfare out here you have to realize the times that we are in the times that we are in things can shift in a blink of an eye you can manifest in a blink of an eye you can also end up in the wrong side of reality that quick Manifesting, a lot of people talk about manifesting, but sometimes you can manifest negativity. If you don't have control of your mind, if you don't have control of your mind, what's stopping your mind from going to a negative place and then manifesting that reality for you? Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, but for real, what's, what's stopping it? Nothing. Nothing. You can be that powerful to where... If you say, I want this, I want to do this, and then you can make it happen. You can bring that into reality just that quick. But when you're that powerful, you can, you also have to realize that you're powerful enough to manifest that negative reality for yourself as well. 
you have to think about those things when you're choosing your circle because you want somebody around you that's going to be like hey hey let's stop talking about that that sounds that that's negative that Let's stop talking about that. Why is your mind there? You need to get your mind back on the right track. Your mind needs to be over here. Why are you why are you talking about this? You know, why are you doing this? Let's stop this. You need somebody around you that's going to lift you up. Nobody around you should be beneath you. And I know that sounds really weird, but let me explain that. When I have people around me, I would never, ever try to keep them below me. I will always, always want to be eye to eye, right with them. That's the way we move. I never try to keep them below me. Because one thing about it and one thing, I'm, I, I have a little bit of wisdom, like a little taste. One thing I know is that when you have a room full of bosses if one boss fall off the other boss can help pick that boss up and then the other one can you can't you cannot be successful keeping the people around you down so make sure when you have your circle make sure you're always making a collaborative effort a conscious effort to lift everyone around you up it's not to say oh i need to lift you up because you you down here no even if you up here above me, I'm still going to do more to try to help you get even further. I'm still going to say, I'm trying to lift you up. Well, sis, I'm doing better than you. That's fine. I'm still going to I'm still gonna do whatever I can to make sure that you get into the next level. And then the next level and the next level because it don't stop. But when you're choosing your circle, just be careful. Sometimes you have to be... Let me put these back on because I got some things to say. When you're choosing your circle, sometimes you just have to tap into an energy that is not of you. And I'll explain. I am a very meek person, usually. I am a very um, docile person, usually. And people take advantage of that. People have used that to verbally abuse me, slander me defamation all kinds of things but it's on me because at the end of the day i let i allowed it to happen i allowed it to go on for as long as it did sometimes you have to tap into an energy that's not of you me being cutthroat and being a shark about a situation i i struggle with that and I struggled to stand up for myself. That also led to, even in my military career, it led to me being verbally abused <laughs> again, harassed, all kinds of things. Because I would not speak up for myself. I would not speak up for myself. You know why I didn't want to speak up for myself? Because I didn't want to be the, the angry black girl. Because I didn't want to be the black girl that everybody's like, oh yeah, you cannot let specialist west come around and do this because she has a bad attitude and she might say something offensive or she might do this or she i didn't want to be that person so even in moments where i should have spoken up for myself and i should have responded in a way that let people know my boundaries i'm not saying you have to be like i don't know i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is i should have at least said hey don't you ever for the remainder of the time that we work together, refer to me as that. Don't you ever, for the remainder of the time that we work together, think that you're allowed to call me this. Don't you ever think that for the remainder of the time that we work together, that you are permitted to do this to me. I should have done that, but I didn't. So now I'm at a space where it's curtains. So I have to tap into an energy that's not of me. And that energy is very, very simple. And this is the energy you need to tap into when you're screening. 
Because that's what you're doing. You screen people. You have to. You have to screen people and see how they fit into your circle. And for me, yeah, it is a can you kick it? It is a you can't sit with us sometimes. It is a <laughs> oh, no, we don't do that over here. So you're going to have to find somebody else to go kick it with. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you do. But for the most part, you you can make people weed themselves out. They can you can let people weed themselves out. You know? Sometimes people people can't survive around certain energy. They can't. They they start losing their mind. They start going going ham and then they they dip. <laughs> like people cannot survive around certain energy. I've noticed that. You if you cannot survive around this much light you know how you look at the sun and you just like you know it's it's kind of it's the same effect it's the same effect so keep being you keep your energy clean keep shining and you're gonna be fine anyways anyways so okay let's go to the next topic because i know i know okay so one about my partner okay we're gonna talk about partners because partnership in business and in life is very important. Who you choose to be your partner, <laughs> child. Who you choose to be your partner could decide your trajectory in life and could decide how successful you're gonna be. It could decide how successful your business is gonna be. It could decide how how um fit you're gonna be. It could decide how you know how you dressed and how it, it decides a lot because if you got a partner that's making you feel less than and making you feel like you're not good enough then sooner or later you're going to start to believe those things and then you will start to reflect those things off of you if he's saying that you're ugly and you're oh you you eat too much and you this and you that later on you're gonna start believing that you when you have a partner you're with them for life so if that's what he's saying to you now, that's what he's going to be saying to you for a lot, right? If that's what you're hearing every day. Eventually, you're going to believe that and you're going to be like, you might put on some pounds or you might stop taking care of yourself or you might stop doing what makes you feel good. On the other hand, on the flip side, thank God, but <laughs> thank God for, I love you, but thank God for who I got because the thing is, my partner, we we work together, right? And we feed off of each other. Sometimes, depending on what business we're working on, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. And, and everybody knows I'm the boss. I'm the only boss. And then I'm going to be the boss. And I'm, I'm going to die the boss. <laughs> if I came up with it, if it's my brainchild, I'm very, I'm very protective of that. So if I'm the boss, I'm the boss. And he knows that and he's fine with that. But then other things, he's the boss. And I'm just his like secretary or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but the same energy goes into it no matter whose business it is. That is, I'm right here with you. If I need to scrub the floor, I'm going to scrub the floor. If I need to paint paint nails i'm gonna paint nails if i need to whatever i need to do my husband was helping me fill up lip gloss tubes the other day so like it's that same vibe when you that you want in your circle you want that in your marriage and your partnerships as well because that's gonna decide if you have to come out of pocket every time to hire somebody to move equipment for you um to help you set up to help you break down and stuff when you got a husband at home that is a red flag that's a red flag because if you're going to be in this if you're going to be in business you're going to be an entrepreneur you're going to need somebody that's willing to stay up with you at night and get this stuff done and be just as passionate about your dream as they are about their own dreams and that's the thing of that's the that's the um foundation of a good partnership not someone that can be as passionate about your stuff as they are about their own so that's that's important and you also even though i am submissive in my marriage i am submissive in my marriage 
a lot of people don't believe that I am because my, my husband allows me to have an opinion and he allows me to operate and be a boss. You can be a boss and still be submissive in your marriage. But when it, when it, when it comes down to it, I am submissive. When my husband say go, but he is so in tune with who I am and with my mind to where he never says anything that goes against what I want anyways. So that's important. Sometimes he might say something and it's like, I really didn't want to that that to be the case, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, sometimes that's the case. But most of the time he's saving me from something. And sometimes he'll let me make he let me make my mistakes. And I learn and I'll be like, I ain't doing this no more. I'm just going, you know, and sometimes he have to do that as well. But yes i am submissive in my marriage but at the same time i'm partnered up with somebody who is not someone that wants to see me on the floor he don't want to see me below him he wants me right next to him or higher and so i feel comfortable with that submission and i feel comfortable with our relationship when it comes to me shining he don't mind. <laughs> he does not mind. We compete sometimes, you know. We do we do have a little friendly competition going on. Who's gonna who makes the most? And right now, I'm winning. But I just want to let that be known, cause I'm winning. But it's just about a little bit. But I'm still winning. Uh, <laughs> it took me a minute to get there, so I'm gonna brag about it, child. Cause at one point, at one point, you know, I wasn't making nothing. You know, I was just hurting and sad and and just you know trying to figure out how i'm gonna keep going and throughout all of that my husband was right there helping me put my knee back in place rubbing my leg trying what do i need to do and i know it was hard on him as well because he felt helpless he felt like oh my, my wife is in this pain and i can't do nothing about it you know so even though that was the case, you know, we came out of that together and can't nobody come in between that thing. That thing right there is something different. Can't nobody. When you find something like that, keep it. No matter what. No matter what. So. Um. Next thing I want to talk about is protecting your creative vision from vultures. Now, let me take a step. Um, hold on. Look, I'm about to be 26 years old tomorrow. And since I was, what, five? I don't know. Some My mama or somebody else, they got to tell me. And they can vouch. Since I was a little girl, I've been dancing. I've been singing. I've been cutting up shirts. I've been doing, I've been creative. I've been a creative. And I've been a creative my whole life. I remember my Uncle Ed, like he would go over into the white folks side of town. And yes, I, I'm going to say, if y'all need a backstory on that, I'll get into that another time. Just comment. If you want to hear me talk about you know my upbringing growing up in a segregated town let me know and i'll make a video about it but otherwise i'm gonna leave it where it's at all right so oh and going to a segregated high school <laughs> yes i went to that school the one that got sued by the government don't 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 you know but i got <laughs> my take on that might might surprise you so if you want to hear a video or hear a, a podcast or see a video about that let me know and I'll go ahead and do that for you as a bonus episode or something like that. But yeah, so my uncle, my uncle Ed, he used to go to the white folks side of town and he would go through their trash and they would be throwing out Levi jeans. They threw out keyboards. They would throw out everything. And so he would get that stuff and he would bring it over to my grandma's house. And for us kids and stuff. So, this one time, he had, like, a 
like a stack of Levi jeans, like the old ones. Oh my goodness. Like a stack, like 10 pair. I took them jeans. I was ripping them up. I was bleaching them. I was doing everything under the sun to them jeans and I wore them to school. Then there was one time where he brought me a keyboard and I'm telling you, I was on that keyboard. <laughs> I didn't even know how to play like piano, keyboard, nothing. So, but I was making good music still. I was using little samples. It had, it was a nice keyboard. It had a little sample thing. You could record what you played on there, all kinds of stuff. So I was doing all of that. And I always been that, that child. And my uncle Ed, when he gave me the keyboard, after he saw like I was studying like on it all day and just doing my stuff, he's like, Red, cause he used to call me Red. He was like, Red, you gonna be, you gonna be out here just showing the world your talent, ain't you? Like he would say stuff like that. And you know, he, he passed away like few years later and the thing about it is you don't know the impact someone has on you until you get further down the line and so then you end up with like regrets and stuff like that but for your mental health you need to just focus on the good and not the bad not what you didn't do what was not said because how as a child was i supposed to say hey you know you had so much influence on me and i just want to thank you <laughs> you can't say that i mean you can some children are, are you know that in tune but i wasn't i was in tune very in tune but not with what i need to say to people and so yeah you know a lot of things i didn't get to say but you know that creativity got stifled after a while because you know we had that recession happen in 2008 i was born in you know 96 but we had the recession happen in 2008 things were hard you know things were really really hard for a lot of people and i was already our family was already poor at the end of the day we was already living in rural mississippi the mississippi delta child so we was already out there when it came to cash and, and cash flow and things like that um when it comes to creativity a lot of people say, okay, that's not a stable career path. And I heard that growing up. I kept hearing it. When I was in like middle school, I would paint and stuff. And my art teacher, she would, she would like take my paintings home. <laughs> like she would not want me to like even have my own paintings. But I would do paper mache. Like we would, I was also, you know, of course I was a cheerleader. I was on track. Um... I played softball, all of that. And then when I got to high school, I joined the choir. Um, when it came to painting and art and things, I always was passionate about it, but I always was the first one to say, I would never try to be no singer. I would never try to be in music. I would never try to be an artist. I would never do this. I would never do that. I would never try to be in fashion. I would never do that either. Cause I was also, I was also a model. I had my, a model contract when I was in high school. Um, I also used to like participate in stuff just for like fundraisers and things like that. And you know, it was always fun for me. My mom was a model she did a lot of fashion shows things like that i always said i'm never gonna be i'm never gonna do that because it's not stable enough for me i need to and my mindset was like you know i need to find a stable career where i can bring in some consistent cash for me and my family because we need it we ain't finna play these games no more i'm tired of this so soon as i got old enough you know i started working and my mom would never let us have a job through like high school and stuff because she felt like we would end up like dropping out. <laughs> and the funny thing is like my dad, when I I, I went to live with my dad like a month before the end of my junior year. And so I lived with him during my senior year as well. And he was like, oh yeah, you can get a job. You're yep i'm gonna get you this job you need a job like he was more so pushing it and so when i got the job um i ended up getting fired 
from Burger King. You know, I was working at Burger King. He ended up getting fired, but we not even, if y'all want to hear about that, let me know. We'll do a story. I'll do a story time or something. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> so I got fired and I didn't, I didn't go back to like trying to work or anything. I was like, I want to do extracurriculars. Like I want to get back to running track. I want to get back to, you know, doing something creative. Cause I felt like a lot of pent up energy at that time. So I got back to doing that, um, which my father did not like. He felt like I should, well, he didn't like me being on the step team. He, he was like a sports guy. So he was really good at sports. He has scholarship offers from Duke University, stuff like that. Like he was really good at sports. So he was like more so pushing the sports thing. Like I need to get a scholarship and everything for school. And I, under, I understand that a lot more now, but I didn't think I was gonna get no scholarship cause I had moved and I ruined all that. When I got out of high school, I went and got a job and decided and to work through college. And I had my own apartment and all of that stuff. I was engaged, all, all kinds of stuff, right? But that ended up making me drop out of school. Because I decided, hey, I need to work more so I can pay these bills. That pushed forward to going into the military. My creativity just, it was just gone. Like, I felt the energy, the need to create something, the need to do something creative and like express what I was, what I was going through or express myself. But I could not figure out what it was at the time then when i was in korea for with in the military i was in korea and i, I used to go to karaoke at this lounge and when i did karaoke one time the owner she was like you you better come back and sing from now on every single thursday and she was like on me about it like she was like you gonna come you gonna be up in here and so i started doing that i was like okay this is my little thursday you know relaxed thing or whatever and when i did that somebody else in the audience was like hey <laughs> i got a record label that i'm trying to i'm trying to do and i want you to come to the studio with us um he had it was a soldier and he had a, he had a house because he was married so you only can have a house if you're married so he had a studio in there and so a lot of soldiers would go there and we would you know record and write and just vibe out a lot of vibes i go to the studio and oh i was engaged again so i've been engaged like what probably like three times one ended in marriage i think that's the one no four times one ended in marriage okay so <laughs> my husband looking at me like why you had to tell that um yeah i was very picky I'm still very picky. He's met <laughs> everything, you know. And he was very picky as well because he wouldn't even date people. He worse than me. But, um, yeah, so little did I know when I got to the studio, my fiance at the time was friends with this person whole time and never said, hey, you should, I, I see you're a little antsy. You seem like this type of person that might want to create something, might want to do something. He didn't do that. He He knew this person. He wasn't thinking about me. That's what I'm saying. Be careful of your circle, your partner, all that stuff, because they might not be the person that, that has your best interest at heart. They might just be there for what you can do for them or what you can give them or what experience and what vibe you can give for them. So with that, you know, I started getting back into the creativity. I started writing, you know, writing music, recording music, all kinds of stuff. And it was a great environment. It was a great environment. One of the best, like, I, I want that environment back. Like, we're all still cool and stuff. We all have our own lives and everything like that. But, like, we're all still very cool with each other and everything. And I would love to have that environment back. But that's not the reality, especially in the military. Like, we all just, you know, you just there for a season with people. So... After I re-injured myself, everything else just went out the window. Like the studio, recording, all that stuff, it just went away. Like I, I, I couldn't even think about that stuff. 
then you know after time went by i got back into being more creative and things like that but i'm saying that to say protect your creative vision because the vision that i had i mean years before years before what i'm that's what i'm making come to light now and i you will try to bring people into your vision because you you see how you might see how lucrative it can be you might see how um how conducive to like a healthy mental it could be how it could you know change someone's life or bring more joy you bring more peace you might see all of those things and feel like oh i want to share this with everybody i want to share this with the world but what you're not realizing is the reason why you were given the vision and given that idea is because you are supposed to be changing something you're supposed to be it's a mission it's not yours to give it's not yours to give it's divine so you have to protect your creative vision because a creative vision is just the same as a prophecy if you haven't realized that yet a lot of us don't realize that it took me a, uh, until like what, uh, like a week ago to realize that a creative vision is the same as a prophecy it's the same thing because you are trying to it the most high wants you to bring something into reality and it could be for 30 years from now it could be for a thousand years from now when you're gone your your grandkids gone everything gone but they find that piece of art that you did or they find or they see that poem that you wrote whatever and it helps somebody a little girl that reads it she might read it and say oh my god this is exactly how i feel this is exactly what i needed to hear this is and it's from a thousand years ago it could be just for that and you have to accept that about things sometimes it's just for one person but that should be fine with you you know for me like langston hughes whew, that did it for me when i was a little girl because i did i read a lot um and that's another thing like reading is the most important thing in your day-to-day -day life like if you want to be in charge of yourself i'm not going to even say successful i'm saying in charge of who you are and in charge of your life if you want to be that person you have to read you have to read because all of the knowledge is there all of it's there when i was younger i couldn't get enough of books like i think i read every book in in my elementary school library like i started going to the the non-fiction because i read every fiction then non-fiction i mean that i read that too i started reading dictionaries i started reading encyclopedias because i hadn't burnt through everything then i requested that they bring some books from the high schools that i can read but the high schools had lower level books that i that i could not check out because when you move your reading level they will not let you read under your reading level, which is fine. But it's a problem if you have a 12th grade reading level in a school where the average reading level is third grade. That's going to be a problem for you. Watch your kids in these schools. My mom, she tried to start taking me to the public libraries and things like that. But again, like I said, if you want to hear about, <laughs> if you want to hear about, you know, me growing up in a segregated city then reach out go ahead and uh comment or text me do whatever and I'll, I'll definitely do it like a story time and explain further you know reading was important to me and is important to me i've done a lot of reading so i'm not it's not even um even the bible i've read the bible like four times i'm on my fifth time reading Revelation specifically I've read a bunch of times um which is important in this day and age 
even if you feel like the Bible isn't real or it, it's uh, tainted or that, you know, people edited it so it's not true. I need you to like think about if somebody edits, takes out a chapter of Stephen King, is it still Stephen King? Yes, it is Stephen King. <laughs> it's still Stephen King and you're going to get the gist. And if you have reading comprehension skills, you can draw context clues and you can start to decode the message that's trying to be said. But in later episodes, it's definitely going to be a lot more focused on one subject. But I had a lot to say today. And I hope that you guys took something from the conversation. I have a lot more to say. We're going to get into a lot of different subjects around technology, entrepreneurship. I don't hold um, information to myself. If I know something is, is a great avenue to go down, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm also going to go ahead and like share how I'm doing certain things because I, I'm not a, a hold it to myself type of person. Like it's just not, that's just not me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to share a couple of things on how to, how to make NFTs and how to use them in your business because the utilization of an NFT is the, um, that's the value. That's how you get the value. You can't just, you know. So we're going to talk about stuff like that. We're going to talk about the holograms that we have um, that we're going to be using for marketing. We're going to be talking about, you know, even just, sorry. <laughs> even just uh, sourcing things and how to operate when it comes to like working with other people and partnerships and things like that. We're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff. I'm excited about Petty Pods. I'm excited about Petty Cat, which is my clothing boutique. We're going to have our grand opening, all of that stuff this summer. Um, more info on that is coming. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. My, I know my husband's excited. I know the models are excited. Um, we're going to be working together a lot. And I hope that, you know, y'all like what we're bringing to the table and some of the art and some of the conversation that we're having. If you want to hear us talk about a couple more things, any subjects that you're particularly wanting to hear what our, our viewpoint is on, please let us know. If you want to have my husband guest on the show, please let me know. He will be either way else, either way it go. He will be doing it and he's going to have his own podcast. It's going to be like about sports and all that stuff. This is your girl, Latanya. Thank you for tuning in to Petty Pods. And y'all have a good rest of the day. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know me.